2: KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 a.m., 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. California headline news. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti unveils a new plan to deal with the city's homeless problem. The plan calls for more staff and funding. Most of the staff increase will concern itself with sanitation issues. This is active as start a recall campaign against Garcetti, saying he doesn't do enough to combat homelessness. House Speaker and California Congresswoman Nancy Pelosi not happy with the Trump administration's reversal of an Obama era clean energy plan. The reversal eases restrictions on carbon emission standards. A cancer patient is suing a UCLA gynecologist and the university on charges of sexual assault. The suit accuses Dr. James Heaps, who has already pleaded not guilty to a variety of criminal charges related to similar allegations. Caltrans says that gas tax hike you're bracing for will be put to good use. They say the increase will be used to fix roads, freeways, and bridges. It takes effect July 1st. Increasing coastal clouds tomorrow. Continued sunny and hot inland. Jeff Munn, California Headline News.
1: Change can happen when you choose it. You can choose treatment and change your addiction to opioids. Medication-assisted treatment, or MAT, is a proven treatment for opioid addiction that significantly reduces the rate of relapse. Covered by Medi-Cal, Medicare, and many private insurance plans, MAT is even available through primary care doctors. Choose a proven treatment option that's right for you. Learn more at ChooseMAT.org and choose Change California.
2: You can't feel the thrill of doing something by watching someone else do it. you got to get out there and do it for yourself. That's why Firestone is offering up its industry-leading 90-day buy-and-try guarantee. Try our durable, dependable tires out for 90 days, and if you're not satisfied, we'll refund or replace them for you. So what do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Conditions apply. See
3: FirestoneTire.com for details. NBC News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. Baseball star David Ortiz was not the person a gunman was looking to kill in a shooting earlier this month. Prosecutors in the Dominican Republic say that a friend of Ortiz who was seated near him at a bar in Santo Domingo was the target of an assassination attempt. The shooting left the former Boston Red Sox star seriously hurt. President Trump is slamming Democrats for calling former White House Communications Director Hope Hicks to testify on Capitol Hill. She testified behind closed doors today but didn't answer questions about her time in the White House. NBC News' Kelly O'Donnell says Hicks has been around President Trump for a long time.
4: Hicks goes back so far in the president's
5: sphere of influence that she was with him during the campaign, the transition, the White House, left the White House in March of last year.
3: Federal prosecutors say a Syrian refugee was planning to bomb a church in Pittsburgh. The 21-year-old detailed his plot to undercover FBI agents and even gave them documents that explained how to make an explosive device. The man was admitted into the U.S. as a refugee in 2016. The Trump administration is reversing the Obama-era clean power plan.
2: EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler signed the Affordable Clean Energy Rule, which will allow states to have more leeway over carbon emission standards for older coal Fired power plants. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi argues the move gives special interests the green light to worsen the climate crisis and put our children and communities' health at risk. The policy rollback requires the U.S. power sector to cut its 2030 carbon emissions 35% over 2005 levels, less than half of what experts calculate is needed to avert catastrophic warming of the planet. Tom Roberts, NBC News
3: Radio. The founder of an upstate New York sex cult has been found guilty on all counts in Brooklyn Federal Court. 58-year-old Keith Ranieri has been convicted on racketeering, sex trafficking, forced labor, and child pornography charges. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. With 60 years of fascinating facts, this is the man from yesterday. This
4: time in 1969 looks like the Winstons are going to have a huge hit with Color Him Father.
2: I've got to call on your father. Color him Father. I think I'll call this man love. Color him
5: and from
4: this time in 1964, Jim Backus has a busy TV season starting this fall. NBC has scheduled the famous adventures of Mr. Magoo, of which he does the voice. Turn the channel to CBS, and you're gonna find him co-starring in a new series, Gilligan's Island. Magoo's your name, Quincy Magoo.
1: And from this time in 1975, Chicago's finally back to getting a rock and hit sound. Old days is their first rock and hit since feeling stronger every day.
4: Exactly two years ago. The drumming on this song is out of sight.
3: With more at
4: ManFromYesterday.com. Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys, Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to my show. Guys, Guys Radio is the place where where men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins. Yep, the name is Guys, Guys Radio. You know, it sounds like the man show all about men, and I've had some uh, women listening saying, I thought this was supposed to be, you know, just for guys. Well, it's really not just for guys, and it's not about what you would think is the kind of uh, generic guy stuff, which is, you know, football and babes and beers and all of that stuff, which is great, like the old man show, but we're doing more because times have changed. I think men now are seeking, they're seeking to get more information so they can live their best lives, all different types of stuff, whether it's wellness, spirituality, different ways of thinking, you know, lifestyle changes, just expanding. Uh, consciousness in many different ways, so that's why we're here. I bring you guests. You determine if what the guest has to say is for you, and then we take it from there, and then I bring you more guests, and then I'll give you some feedback on my own. You know, it's interesting because I think times have really changed, particularly for guys. You know, women have been so open, and uh, they have been so uh, unrecognized for all their achievements, and, and now, finally, they're starting to get some recognition long overdue and and guys have been kind of stuck and they're not sure which way to turn. They're not sure who they are anymore, but you know, it's all good news guys. You don't have to dig in and say, I'm going to be alpha male male. That's how I'm going to deal with this rise of the women's kind of ascension. Now, you know, you don't have to be turned into alpha male. Sure. Men want to be men and women want, want men to be men, but in the best sense of the word, you know, I'm doing a show still from New York City, and uh, moving out to San Diego. My family has made a conscious decision we're going to make the move. And we'll be out there shortly, and it's a, it's a huge undertaking. I'll get into that in a moment, but it's interesting. I live in uptown on the Upper West Side, and it can be kind of a scrappy area at times. It's a new developing area north of Central Park on the West Side. And uh, yet I was walking down the street today. I went and picked up my son from school, it was, it's his sixth birthday today, a whole other story there, but I noticed there were some guys, I saw through a window in a storefront on a side street, some guys looked like they were meditating. And I saw outside, it said, Noblemen, a mindfulness workshop for men, Tuesday, 7.30 to 9 p.m. And uh, it's all about why mindfulness meditation for men increases focus, improve performance, build emotional intelligence, train confidence, You know what? It's happening. Things are happening. Guys are opening up to other stuff and it's a really good thing. So I'm really happy to bring you guys guys radio because we're going to bring you a lot of good stuff. I've got a special guest today. His name is Martin Rutt. He wrote a book um, that you may know one of the chicken soup for the soul series called chicken soup for the soul for work. And he also has a new book and it's a project also the heaven on earth project uh, and he's gonna to talk to us about his book and what the Heaven on Earth project it's, is all about. And the three questions that are used in this project, very simple stuff about finding your heaven on earth and sharing it, and then and, and in a way, raising your own consciousness by just thinking about that. And also then there's that ripple effect where when you raise your vibration, you raise the vibration of those around you and so on and so on and so on. So it's a cool thing. Martin's a great guy. Uh, the forward in his book is from Jack Canfield, the the guy behind Chicken Soup for the Soul. So we've got a cool show for you. Let me start by talking about uh, this move a little bit, if if I may. Um, we decided after I've been in New York for thirty some years. I'm from New Jersey, North Jersey originally, and uh, my wife is from. Uh, she was born in Korea, but she came to New York at age six, and she's been here ever since. So we have a six-year-old son and we just said, you know what? Maybe it's time. And you got to look at the signs though, when you're going to make a lifestyle change. So let me take you through some of the signs uh, I picked up and maybe it's due to some mindfulness. Well, first of all, New York I I know is like the greatest place career wise. It's a place where everybody comes to make money, make a name for themselves and really go for it. And I've I've done that very successful uh, and it all depends on how you define success. But I feel like I uh, impacted some people and worked with a lot of cool people in marketing and advertising in my years, in my traditional corporate career. I'm still at it with my guys guys brand, but now I am the brand instead of making money for other people for their brands. Um, But I don't need to be in New York. This is a virtual economy now so I can do the show and do my books and other stuff. Uh, my blog, my syndicated blog from wherever. So it's okay for me to move and uh, a change might do me good. So that's, that was one sign. Then um, the best client I ever had on the advertising side was the guy who developed uh, Absolute Vodka in the United States. His name is Michelle Rue. I worked with him when he got the Stolichnaya business and we developed all the Stoli flavors way back in the 90s. We did seven different Stoli flavors, starting with Stoli orange. I'm sure if you're you're a drink, you've seen it out there. And uh, really nice products that he put together. And he was like the first marketer who really embraced art. He did, you know, Absolute Warhold, Absolute Herring, and really took uh, a brand, a, a, a nowhere brand, Absolute Vodka, and turned it into a phenomenon. And uh, just, he, he was a visionary, a marketing genius. He just passed suddenly. And I just thought back of all the times I had with him. And he was all about doing well by doing good. And uh, he had a, uh, a very interesting personality and some people loved him and other people didn't. And I thought he was a visionary. And you know, when you think about some of these geniuses out there like, you know, Frank Sinatra, some people, you know, they say, well, his personality, he was a, wasn't the nicest guy or whatever. I, I don't know, but you know what? The product he put out there, his singing and the way he could interpret a song, it's timeless. So sometimes with people who have these incredible talents, they have some foibles and stuff. So anyhow, I had the, the honor, the pleasure of working with who someone I consider a marketing genius, Michelle Rue. And one of the things he taught me, which I, I, I noticed no other marketer I worked with did, was he always said, don't worry about the competition. Focus on what we're doing And we'll just do that and let them focus on us. And you know what? He was right because people who are ahead of the curve aren't looking back. And uh, so God bless Michelle, and uh, thank you for your time uh, you spent with me, teaching me and working together. I had a blast and we were very successful. So that was another sign because that's kind of an end of an era in that uh, distilled spirits industry that I worked in for many years on both the client and the agency side. Uh, also my, uh, my opportunity at KCAA, uh, moving my podcast, my 360 podcasts of guys, guys, radio now moving to terrestrial radio with KCAA comes and where in the Southern California area. So I thought, well, maybe that's a sign also that it's time I put that together. Plus my wife has some family in uh, Temecula, Oceanside, Escondido. My son is six, just turned six today. And, uh, you know, maybe it's time to get out of New York and uh, spread our arms out a little bit and have him uh, grow up in uh, uh, Southern California could be a blast being out there. So we're going to start our next step of the journey in SoCal, and then we'll see where it takes us. So I think the point is, is that you have to just keep your mind open and your wits about you and look for the signs because they're there. But sometimes we get so busy that we we ignore some things that are right in front of us because I think the universe and our guides and our keeper the threshold or guardian angels or whatever, if you're open to that, they put things in front of us to help us out, to get the best out of life. And all we need to do is find the stillness. When you find the stillness, you can get a lot of answers. And it's interesting where the stillness or space, whatever, it's very key and it's hard to get to. You think about music, you know, music, a lot of it is about uh, where you put the space and what's built around the space of no sound. And also in, uh, in writing, you have to know how to get the rhythm and where, where the space is. And uh, it's just about being aware, being mindful and being present. So anyhow, we've got a great show today. Once again, our guest is Martin Root. We're gonna get at it. Thanks for being with Guys Guys Radio. This is Robert Manny, your host.
5: There's never been a better time for men to be whoever they want to be, yet it's never been less clear who men really are. Guys Guy Radio, starring author Robert Manny, is on KCAA every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Whether it's relationships, sex, wellness, or spirituality, join Robert as he interviews the experts about how men and women can be at their best. Guys Guy Radio. Better Men, Better World.
4: Welcome back to Guys Guys Radio. your host Robert Manny, as I told you, you know it's all about better men, better world. Guys Guys Radio is the place where where men and women can be their best, everyone wins. And as part of that, uh, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest. His name is Martin Ruth. Ro- he has a book and uh, really a movement called "Project Heaven on Earth," and it's all based on three simple questions that will help you change the world easily, and it's about kind of raising planetary consciousness. What, what we've talked on the show a few times about you know if you do some good work and you raise your own consciousness, it has a ripple effect. it's very powerful. it's not you're not just doing something for yourself, you're doing something for the planet. And then it extrapolates and it grows and it grows and grows. So it's like when they have these prayer meditations around the world, you know, maybe a million people do it, but it affects 100 million people. And so the light overpowers the dark. And so we want to bring guests on the show who are going to help us help the planet, help raise consciousness. And I think one of the most powerful guests we've ever had on here is Martin Root. Let me tell you a little bit about Martin. Um, He's an international speaker and a consultant. And like myself, he's a business guy, too. He's president of Livelihood, a Santa Fe, New Mexico-based consulting firm. The company's areas of service include strategic vision, creative leadership, and dialogue. He's helped formulate and implement strategic visions for senior management teams at many of America's leading corporations, including Sony, Southern California Edison, Esso Petroleum. He's also addressed the corporate leadership and ethics forum of the Harvard Business School four times. Most importantly, he's co-author of the New York Times bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul at Work, which is a great book. His newest book is called project heaven on earth the three simple questions that will help you change the world easily it empowers the reader to engage in creating a heaven on earth the new story of what it means to be human and what it means to be humanity so it's my very heartfelt uh, welcome to martin root to guys guys radio hello there martin
6: hi robert thank you so much for that and just good to be with you
4: Yes, and good to be with you, sir. We've uh, Martin and I have communicated via email uh, a few times, and it's just we had like an instant connection, so that's great. And Martin was referred to me from a another guest, and that, that's how it all happens: connection to connection to connection, all positive. So uh, I was telling Martin before we came on air that I really love the book Project Heaven on Earth. Uh, It's it's more than a book. It's a it's a guide and it's a it's a process also in terms of helping the humanity and helping our planet. So why don't you, uh, for the benefit of the folks who are not familiar with you or your work yet, Martin, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got to the point where you said I've got to do this heaven on earth project. Thank you, Robert.
6: Um, so, as you said, I'm a management consultant. I've worked with large corporations, Sony Pictures, Southern California Edison. I've spoken at Harvard Business School four times on the, on the topic of vision. I have a very traditional, conservative uh, business background. And it seemed to me, one of the, one of the things I did in my work was helped individuals and companies look at what their vision is, what their possible future is. And it began to dawn on me that I was not happy with the story of the world, with uh, refugee crisis, economic turmoil, political turmoil, and that I wanted to do something. And then this thought popped into my mind, oh, you mean heaven on earth. And the first time I heard that, Robert, to, in my mind, I said, holy God, you can't say that. You can't say heaven on earth. I mean... <laughs> Exactly, right? I was like, whoa, no, no. And then the more I thought about it, the more I thought, no, wait a minute. I can talk to you about hell on earth, can I? That's a permissible conversation. But why isn't heaven on earth? Why isn't the kind of world that we deeply long for, why isn't that a permissible even form of conversation? And so I said, okay, I'm in. And I'm not a huge reader. How I did it was I started just speaking to people. What's heaven on earth for you? What's heaven on earth for you? I didn't have a definition that I wanted to impose on people, because that's, that's proselytizing. I really wanted to, to find out what this field was about. So after interviewing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, what's heaven on earth, what's heaven on earth, it finally distilled into three questions. And what I'd love to do, if you're willing, is I'd love to ask you the question and have your listeners engage with the questions as well. The questions are on my website, projectheavenonearth.com. But I, I think we'll get more powerfully into this
4: if you get what I'm I lo- talking I, about. I love it. And I haven't gone through the book and uh, I, the next question was going to be, can you can we talk about the three questions? And then yeah. I read them and I'm like, I'm, I was thinking of myself and imagining in my mind's so eye asking other people these questions. And I thought, well, how would I answer them? So ask oh, away, good. Martin, and let's give everybody Thanks. a taste of uh, Project Heaven on Earth.
6: Let me do this really slowly so the listeners can do it for themselves as well. Recall a time when you experienced heaven on earth. Recall
4: a time when you experienced heaven on earth. Okay, I can think of three examples. Um, I can actually, I can think of four examples. Yeah. I can think of probably about 10 examples, but let me give you the three that came to mind first. Uh, One is when I, I met my wife we went on kind of a, a Match.com date, and I stepped on the, uh, I climbed up the steps on the 79th Street. There is a church um, on on Broadway and 79th. I don't know what the denomination is. And I looked across uh, the street, catty-cornered, and I saw diagonally. I saw my wife. I knew it was her. I, I didn't. I didn't know her. I hadn't met her, but I knew that was the one. And as she crossed the street and I crossed the street, I came up to her and I gave her a hug and she looked at me and smiled. And then I we took her hand and we walked to the 79th Street boat basin and we had a little bite to eat and we've been together ever since. So that was one <laughs> example of heaven on earth. The second was when I uh, my son was born. It'll be six years ago tomorrow. And I was in the birthing room and I caught him. And was that a surprise for me? And it really changed my life. I didn't realize the power of becoming becoming a dad uh, in terms of what it does to you and how much uh, how much your child can teach you. My son is my son and my wife are my greatest teachers, uh, but by far. And then the third is when the, my dad was ready to pass. He had Parkinson's, and it was a year ago. And we sat together, and um, he loved music, and we put on, we, he just wanted to hear a CD, and I put on this, uh, uh, the, uh, the the guy who who has trouble seeing, the blind Italian guy, oh, his name's oh, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah we know. I know, <laughs> but yeah. the beautiful, beautiful voice, and his first song of his most famous uh, record came on, and... We just sat there listening. We didn't say anything. And then I looked at my dad, and I started to tear up. And I said, because I knew he was on Parkinson's and he didn't want to go on the feeding tube. And I said, I just want to thank you for being a great father. You were fantastic. I, have, you know, no qualms about anything. You were great. You were always there for me. Thank you so much. And he put his hand out and he just kind of tapped my forearm and uh, held it there and looked at me. And we had a moment where. Everything, heaven was on earth in the understanding between the two of us. So that's how I would answer your question, Martin. Lovely. Second question Here's the magic wand. Imagine
6: you have a magic wand in your hand, and with it, you can have heaven on earth. What's heaven on earth for you? So let me say it again. Mm-hmm. Imagine you have a magic wand, with it, you can have heaven on earth. What's heaven
4: on earth for you? Okay. For me, it would be um, everybody in the world had food to eat, had the right food to eat and enough food to eat. That would be one. Two, that everybody had access to some type of health care worldwide. The poorest to the richest, everybody had a way of being taken care of if they get sick. And the third thing would be a shift, a major seismic shift between a uh, fear-based consciousness that we have on the planet and that's being driven into us uh, by some folks on this planet to a love-based consciousness very clear very clear and then
6: the third question what simple easy concrete step will you take in the next 24 hours to move that forward what simple easy concrete step will you take in the next 24 hours to move that forward
4: well I think you know the first step could be I would ask somebody else uh, I'll start with my wife and work from there. These three questions, but I think what uh, everybody can do is, uh, you know, everybody thinks most people think we I can't change the world. I'm just one person. But yes, you can. As we discussed, kind of early on, uh, that your your consciousness, you raise your own consciousness. You're helping not only yourself but everybody else. So I would suggest I can be present and be in the moment. Uh, I can be a witness at the same time as a as a as a person and witness my action. Uh, most importantly i think though is to recognize the divinity in every human being who crosses my path no matter who they are everybody has that divine spark within them and once we start to recognize that in each other we cannot help but experience heaven on earth lovely robert
3: thank you
6: i I just need to take a second here because i'm always you know i've asked this a thousand times thousands of times and i'm still so deeply moved by space that these three questions open up. So let me go through them one by one. Uh, By the way,
4: I'd like a a Maserati also.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that's the simple part. Um, Recall a time when you experienced heaven on earth. What you talked about was seeing your wife across the street, not even knowing her, but knowing when your son was born and when your father tapped you on on the forearm, very, you went right to it. What you did not do, Robert, and what no one does, is ask, what do you mean by heaven on earth? Mm -hmm. That that stunned me, still. How can you answer my question? Well, you can, how? Because there's something that I call the already knowing within you about what heaven on earth is, and you do what everybody did, just went right to the answer, so that's one. Secondly, the magic wand, here's a magic wand with it, you can have heaven on earth. The purpose of the magic wand is to remove the necessity of having to know how. And if you don't have to know how, you notice you dive deeply into the what. In your case, the right food to eat, access to health care, and fundamentally, a shift from fear-based to love-based. And then the third question, was, it, it, I don't want to just leave you at that second question, which is sure. beautiful. I want to have you begin taking some immediate, within 24 hours, simple action. And you said, I'll ask my wife the three questions, and I'll be present when I meet someone, wh- wh- whoever I meet, and witness and see the divinity and feel the divinity within them. Those three questions get at, you do know what heaven on earth is having had an experience of it you do know the depth of what heaven on earth is for you and you can by taking those initial steps be in the game what you said earlier is the purpose of this book is to shift the story years ago we heard we need a new story the story's not working we need a new story we need but then we stopped hearing that language and the reason i think we stopped hearing it is because nobody named the new story i'm suggesting the name of the new story is project heaven on earth that we're actually are creating heaven on earth and so those three questions get at it um let me just stop there because i want to i want to go into then what are the uh the gateways that i've discovered because when you ask these questions of hundreds and hundreds of people you begin to see patterns in the answer so okay.
4: let me let me just, let before me we get there, to that, that let me just yeah. i want to stop you on what i think is an important point and that is the, the power of story, because I had that written down because as a novelist and as somebody who writes a lot, you know, people don't realize, uh, you know, how f- powerful story is versus just information. And yeah. the core of a story is what does the main character want and why can't they get it? And that's really the undercurrent with Heaven on Earth. Why? What do we want and why haven't we been able to get it? And it is and, and it is something we can get. So just tell me a little bit about why you are so strongly in belief of the power story and why you integrate it into your work so much.
6: Yeah, because I think that we live in a story, an individual story that we tell ourselves about life. Sometimes, you know, we we, we both know people who are complaining about life. Life is terrible. I'm a victim. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of story about life and others were saying, look. I, I know there's stuff going on in the world. I'm moving forward because my story is full of, of, of joy and, and, and beauty and, and contribution. What we have forgotten is the agency that we have, to the authority that we have by declaration to say what that story is. I think where the world is mostly today is, it's forgotten, it's at the effect of the, the current condition of the story you know, I can't do anything, it's terrible, it's overwhelming, it's fear-based, all the stuff that we know, by getting back on track and saying, no, I am going to create this new story with others, we then begin to create this new story of what it means to be a human, the individual, and what it means to be humanity, the collective. That power now is beginning to emerge.
4: Got it. Okay, so... Thank you for letting me interrupt you. I just want to stop on that point because I thought it was very interesting and also important for our listeners. So uh, gateways, that was the next thing I was going on my list of questions anyhow, because You use these powerful gateways or portals, if you will, to get into doing the work. So talk to us about the three gateways that you've identified. Actually, more than three. Okay. Seven. Oh, all right. Here's the... <laughs> i got three go big them. ones. Okay, but go ahead.
6: Oh, you got three big ones. Yeah, yeah. When people answer the three questions, especially question number two, what's heaven on earth for you? If you keep asking that question over and over and listening, you'll hear a pattern in the answers. And so here are the gateways that I've discovered about, and, and each of these gateways take up one chapter in the book. There are those people, Robert, who say, the way you create heaven on earth is internally. The more heaven on earth within me, the more it will show up in the world. And so how do I do? I do more, uh, bring up more of the heaven on earth within me. I sing, I dance, I, I write, I act. However you bring up more, or you clean up the hells on earth with you. I go to therapy, I go to workshops. All of that on the premise, the more heaven in with me, the more it'll be out in the world. That's a gateway. Another gateway is relationships. My relationship with myself, my relationship with you, with others, with the divine. For many people, they have relationships that are, you said it earlier, not divine, hell on earth. How do we recreate that so that it is heaven on earth? Living your global values. My wife's global value is joy, mine is harmony, love. We know people whose whole life is about that. And then we move into the outer world. The outer world, and you you mentioned some of that in your answer, which is ending a suffering. Hunger, war, poverty, illness, institutions taking their rightful place. What if the purpose of law, of government, of health, of the major institutions of the world was to co-create heaven on earth? What would they do? Mm -hmm. And then uh, co-creating heaven on earth for your nation. I have a woman in Austria who took on as her project Austria is a heaven-on-Earth nation. And I asked her, Elizabeth, why? wow, whoa, that's so huge. And she said, no, Martin, it's simple. So for her, that was simple. We have people now doing that in Denmark and uh, Hungary, uh, Austria I mentioned, Croatia, Canada. Uh, and then finally, this here now is heaven on earth. The belief that this is not heaven is what keeps us away from experiencing it.
4: Okay. So, Those are the gateways. All right. The ones I had highlighted were the internal, the relationship, and the outer world. But, uh, yes, there are many more. Um, Now, uh, you know, once doing this work, uh, it it raises the consciousness, it spreads the word, and it keeps going and going and going. It's a lot further it can go. But then people get back to kind of their day-to-day. What changes have you seen in people by participating in this and also – what are some of the roadblocks and impediments they face in terms of getting to their next level of raising consciousness because it feels to me that heaven on earth is really about a consciousness raising for the planet
6: yep exactly um, the the change i say again what i said to you earlier the change is it gives permission uh, let me put it another way when i started doing this work i thought heaven on earth was about your vision and then I thought, no, nah, it's deeper than that. It's about your soul. And then I, I, I heard, like, no, it's deeper than that. It's it's the essence of your soul. It's the, your divine self coming forward. Many times when I do workshops, Robert, I'll have women especially burst into tears and, and sometimes even sobbing. And it threw me at the beginning like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What it is is that the the feminine especially knows what heaven on earth is, knows that that's possible, but has never really been given permission to say, you know what, it is okay, and now's the time. So that goes on. Now, roadblocks. I don't believe it's possible. It's too big. It's overwhelming. We've never had it before. It's blasphemous. Um, What difference can I make? The underlying of all of that for me is, there's this fundamental deep belief that we got kicked out of the Garden of Eden, kicked out of heaven, kicked out of paradise, and we can't go back in. Yeah, there's the world's getting better, yeah, life is getting better, getting better, but fundamentally, we can never have it. So I studied, if you recall in the book, I looked at the three Abrahamic religions. Right. Each of them talks in their own way about, yes, we were kicked out, but and especially Hebrew, because of the Bible, I, I looked at the original Hebrew, it, the verb to be kicked out or to leave the garden, those verbs are not one-way verbs. So that belief that we're out and can't go back, it's not accurate. That, to me, is the essence
4: of this work. What has been, just out of curiosity, Uh, You've asked, you know, I'm sure thousands of people these questions. What's been the uh, most interesting answer that you've ever received to these questions? (laughs) That's a brilliant question.
6: I remember a guy from Atlanta, I could, tears in my eyes. I could remember a guy, whoa. I remember a guy from Atlanta, Georgia saying, heaven on earth is accepting the glory. Wow! And I never forgot that. It was so profound for me. Uh, I don't know if it was religious or, I I don't know. We, We never went further, but just that statement just blew me away. The other one was this woman in Austria when she told me that her project was, Austria is a heaven on earth nation. And I said, why? And she said, because it's simple. And she taught me that I don't know what simple is for you. You have to discover what simple is for you. So those still are the most outstanding uh, answers I've
4: received. Have you, uh, in terms of the, the beautiful answers, by the way, have you, did you get a lot when you asked these questions of, uh, just, um, just want to take the temperature on consciousness? Because I know so many people who are so uh, locked into the, uh, the, the, the little picture. The little self and not the big picture uh, and the problems like you can't, you know, we can't be nice to each other because we people want to kill us from other countries and, you know, that whole thing. So have you gotten a lot of answers that were very. Uh, One-dimensional in terms of uh, you know I just want this or that particular thing instead of a big more of a consciousness-raising type of response. Where do you where do you uh, where is the pulse of people overall in your opinion? Since you've asked this question so many times in terms of how do they respond and where the you have a very you must have a good sense of the global consciousness based on this. Where where are we right now? We're in a good place uh, heading towards a better place. Are we in a place where hey we time to get our act together or what is it? Let me answer. You you asked two questions.
6: Um, if somebody says to me, you know, heaven on earth for me is is getting a new house, or, or you know, your Joe getting a Maserati, whatever the answer is, I'm fine with that. I'm more than fine with that. I'm pleased with it because what they've done is they've entered the arena. So I never say, you know, no, no it has to be bigger or. I mean that's one of the the, the, the faults or or your answer is wrong. I remember doing a workshop once, a woman stood up and said, Heaven on earth is about love. If we have more love in the world, that'll do it. And then following her, a guy stands up and says, No, heaven on earth is about ending hunger. I mean, how can you have heaven on earth if you had hunger? And they start going at it. And I go, Whoa, whoa, stop, stop, stop. Our job is to support her in getting more love in the world, and our job is to support him in ending hunger. So that whatever answer arises, I think what we do is support them in getting that because that opens the arena and continues the, uh, begins the momentum. And where are we overall? <clears throat> I go back to the answers a couple of minutes ago. One is by looking at the meme and how it's been showing up. I went back, uh, I, as I said, Heaven on Earth 2017, 18 and 19. I went back, a friend of mine said, well, can you go back further? So I went back actually on Google, you can look, I don't know how they do this, but <clears throat> about from, I started from 1900, and it's a pretty slow in, uh, increase until around 2000, 2003 actually, and it explodes. So something went on around then. Also, every 10 years on the, on the 10, so we're coming up to the 10 next year with 2020, it, it there's a jump it's like you know we've looked back at this last decade we're we're looking forward 10 years rather than just one um and then i get this google alert every day and and, and the other uh, th- interesting thing i've noticed in the last couple of weeks robert is art
4: more visual art is showing up okay and, uh let's keep going um Another thing you've mentioned is uh, gurus in the book, um, giving power to the gurus. Do you find that, I know it's a little bit, we're making a little bit of a left turn here, um, but why is it that um, a lot of times we, people get kind of seduced and they want to do the right thing and then a guru comes along and then they give their power away? I don't see any possibility of that with heaven on earth because it's very self-contained and the individual is in charge of all of that. Tell, talk to us about that.
6: One of the concerns that I've had like you over the years is that gurus do come along and we, we, we give our power over to them and some of them are really disturbed individuals. We see the Nexium case going on now. Um, and at the same time, there are some gurus who come along for whom it's important that we do listen to them. I've had very important teachers in my life. In a sense, they've become a little bit of guru to me, but... What I really get from them is, is they are empowering me. That's my intention here, that this book and Project Heaven on Earth empowers you to discover what Heaven on Earth is for you and begin making that real. And then connect with others. If you ProjectHeavenonEarth.com, mm-hmm. you, you can see all the stories. Uh, there's a Facebook group once you do our free course. Um, so, yeah, I want this global community to begin to, to uh, expand.
4: Now, what have you uh, what have you seen happen as you've created this? And there's a connectivity. Um, is a two two part question. I'm sorry. I like to basket my questions uh, subconsciously, <laughs> just how I think. Um, How how have you noticed the connectivity around the world? Like you you work with some people in Austria and then you work with some people in California. Do do they make connections then? Does everybody start as part of the community? Do you see a cross current or is everything just going through you? I mean, there's millions of people on this course now. That's part one. Part two is, um, do you find that people are doing a lot of this work uh, already unconsciously? but they've just been kind of guided to do that. For instance, on Guys Guys Radio and this is not to pat ourselves on the back here, but it started out we it would start out with a novel, the Guys Guys Guide to Love, which is like a male sex in the city and we did a lot of relationship stuff early in the podcast and now we've just I've just let the brand kind of grow to where go to where it wants to go and all of a sudden metaphysical teachers and lots of wonderful people like yourself have come to the show and I'm like, wow, we're really doing something for people. Let's do that. So have you found, you know, part two of that is, have you found that a lot of people are starting to do the good work and they don't even, they the, the, unconsciously. And then part one is, do you find when you have connected all these people worldwide, are they starting to work with each other in and their are you know, individually without you being the point person?
6: When I did these stats about how heaven on earth the meme is showing up, I was so blown away by the explosion, especially this year, about numbers that I phoned some friends who are really close to me. And I said, look, this has moved into a new arena. What do you think this means? And one guy, Mark McCargo in Britain said, look, it's now about community. And I think we're at the very, very early stages of community on this, Robert, very early. Most of it has been giving people permission to have this conversation, giving them the possibility, <clears throat> and having them come up with their own uh, projects and then connecting them loosely. I don't want to be ultimately the, the, the only node. Coach, Can't right? be. No, <laughs> cannot be, cannot be. So uh, I've been saying lately, more beginning more to say it's about us, community. Um, and then the unconscious work, I agree. <clears throat> Excuse me. People want to do good in the world. I think all the hoo ha, all the flotsam and jetsam and the waves on the ocean now. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of our cottage when there's a storm and I dive under the, the, the rough waves, it, there's a peace and quiet underneath there. I think part of what's going on underneath all the hoo ha in the world is there's this uh, emerging yearning beginning to be expressed of. This is not the way I wanna see the world. This is how I wanna see the world, and this is my contribution to it. Your question about people who are making, who have been and are making contributions unconsciously, it's still from that desire. What I'm asking people to do is just add to what you're doing, and this is my contribution to heaven on earth. Saying that sentence, and this is my contribution to heaven on earth, even if you're doing the same stuff as you've been doing, puts it in a whole other light. That raises the individual and collective consciousness.
4: Well, Guys, Guys Radio, it's about better men, better world, where men and women can be at their best, and that's our contribution to heaven on earth, and we're going to keep going with it. So uh, tell us a little bit about the seven-day email plan and how people can get involved with the program, Martin. Yeah. So
6: if you go to my website, www.projectheavenonearth dot com, projectheavenonearth.com. There's a free seven-day workshop that you can sign up for. You'll also then get the blog post every week. What I want to do is just continue to make this normal, 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 normal. Also my book, Project Heaven on Earth, by the way, um the title of the book, I'm holding this up so mm-hmm. Robert can see it, but the listeners can't, if you read it, it says Project Heaven on Earth. But if you read it another way, it says Project Heaven on Earth. That's right. So it is both the sense of being Project Heaven on Earth and the sense of doing Project Heaven on Earth. So that's available on, uh, on Amazon. And I want to be outrageous and ask people, please buy three copies. One for you. Yeah. One for you. One for somebody in your life right now who you know needs it. And one for somebody in your life who's coming in so that you become an agent of Heaven on Earth. That's what we want to see in the world. Okay. I, want to, I want to give, can I give you a couple of examples
4: of what people are doing? Yeah, absolutely. Because that was my next question, thank you.
6: We didn't even work on this. <laughs> <laughs> together. Um, so let's start out with a simple one. Uh, a woman, Susan Aleema Fryer in Hawaii, grew, grows little microgreens, and she teaches people how to grow microgreens. And she said, what can I do? I said, I, well, I don't know, gonna, let's talk. So we talked and talked and talked. She told me what heaven on earth is for her. In essence, it's a return to the Garden of Eden. What she's done is put her definition of heaven on earth, she's embedded it at the end of every email that she sends out now. And she also asks people, here's what heaven on earth is for me. Here's a magic wand. What is it for you? It's embedded. It's simple. A police officer in Texas has created a 16-page manual called Heaven on Earth for Law Enforcement. Fantastic. A woman in... Canada. I love this. We were on a, on a webinar once, and she was complaining to me, really hurt, you know, about uh, violence against women. I've been to the police martin, I've been to government. Nothing, nothing, nothing. What would you do? I said, well, Susan, I don't know your financial situation. You could donate a penny. You could donate $5,000. Well, what difference would a penny make? One of the other women on the call said, wait a minute. What if everybody in your county donated a penny a day? to help end violence against women. She went, oh my God. And they started a program, Robert, called Making Change, in which they handed out little mason jar with a picture of a woman, half her face beaten up, bruised, half her face bright, alive, with the light coming out. They raised $2,500 quickly from that program. They took it to a group within the government of Canada called Status of Women, who gave them $100,000 for each of the subsequent three years from a little penny a day all the way up to the woman in austria who's said austria is a heaven on earth nation okay What's- let me
4: uh, let me give you a uh, let me just uh butt in for a second first of all I- guys guys radio your host robert manny our special guest martin rutt his book is project or project heaven on earth the three simple questions that will help you change the world easily and um we're talking about uh, how how we can raise consciousness now. Martin, you have a business background, and I want to just get into this for a second because you know what I try to do is ask questions that if I was listening, I would want the host to ask. And so many times when I listen to radio or TV, I'm like, ask them this, ask them that, and they don't do it. They just go to the next thing. But. You know, in business, people say, yeah, okay, I asked the three questions now, I've got to make money, or blah, 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 but China wants to eat our lunch, or, you know, we're, you know, all these migrants coming into the country, we got, whatever it is, people very quickly want to get back to their, the the defensiveness mindset and the the fear-based mindset. When you're dealing with people in business or have the kind of uh, right brain, left brain uh, mentality, how do you, how do you deal with that? Overcome it. Yeah, overcome
6: it, yeah. <clears throat> the essence is of what they're saying is, I can't do anything because the, the pressing issues of this moment, i.e., making money, running a business, are what's impacting me. And so the game's over. So what I do is I say, okay, that's one way to look at it. Let's, you know, but that's not a solid way to look at it. You know, business is fluid. How can we do your business? increase your profitability and make a difference in the world so for example i was talking to a real estate agent once we're talking about sufferings in the world and she said i'll tell you a suffering homelessness and i said okay so what's heaven on earth for homelessness well a home for everyone but that's impossible yeah i'm a real estate agent i work 80 hours a day i'm in a relationship blah 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 i said fine brenda stop what are you going to do This little light bulb goes on in her head. She goes back to her agency, sits the 10 small agency, 10 agents, sits them down and said, we're going to end homelessness by creating a home for everyone. Easily, simply. How? Whenever you sell a building or a home, I'm asking you to agree to have $100 taking off your commission check automatically. Do you agree? They all said yes. They've raised, last I heard, over $400,000 They've created a program called A Home for Everyone in which every year people, individuals and groups, submit proposals for funding. What that's done to their business is put it at a whole other level. Because I can go to this real estate office or I can go to that real estate. But look what these people are doing. Mm -hmm. I want to play with them. I want to engage with them. We had another guy who said, I love the questions. I'm going to take it to my board. He took the questions to his board and asked them, and they started crying. This is the kind of work we want to do in the world and make money doing that.
4: How did you, you, Martin, uh, kind of, sorry, um, when you're dealing with some of these big corporations, you know, Sony Pictures or one of the uh, fossil fuel companies, and uh, how do you you get them to kind of, uh, besides just money, change their way of thinking or their consciousness to be more accepting of this and more re- relating to what the bigger picture really is when you were in front of them how do you get them to because you know these big companies they can say okay we'll set up a foundation and it's just some money that's a tax write-off how do you get them to kind of change their way of thinking a little bit and be a little broader in terms of what they're doing because you can be do good by doing well. I had a boss. Yeah, his I name agree. is Michelle Rue. He's the guy who brought absolute vodka into the U.S. And okay, it's it's a spirit and all of that, but he was the first. He was brilliant. He used artists. He had the absolute Warhol. He had Artist, I worked with him on Bombay Sapphire. We got all these designers to make uh, martini glasses and everything. And he set up a charitable foundation through uh, Grand Marnier when he had that brand. He recently passed, and I was thinking about all of his motto and all the wonderful things he'd done. He was, For some people, he was a very tough person to deal with, and for other people, he was wonderful. He was the best client I ever had, and he was a visionary. And he did believe, and he walked the walk about doing well to do, doing good to, do, to be doing well. And it, it is possible, but you have to have that right brain, open mindset And so it's not just about um, you know, the bottom line. The bottom line will get affected positively if you start thinking bigger, if you start you know, working with the arts, if you start thinking about how your business success can help other people, it, it can happen. How do you get these big companies to start to think that way? Because that, that's, to me, they have to change their consciousness to get on the same page with what your program, Heaven on Earth, consciousness is. Sorry for the speech.
6: That's fine. (laughs)
4: Uh, I can hear your
6: passion. I heard a line years ago which really got me. If the community isn't working, your business isn't working. I would say if the world isn't working, your business isn't working. Look what's happening with Brexit now. It's making people nuts in Britain, nuts. Mm -hmm. That's one. Secondly, I talk about the evolution of conversations in business. 25, 30 years ago, what I could speak to you about was profitability, advertising, marketing, and personally, I could only talk about my career. Then we had all these other issues. I'm gay, I'm black, I'm a woman, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug abuser. Oh, you can't talk about that, you can't talk about it. It's gonna disturb, but we saw ways that when those conversations came in to make them beneficial for the individual and the enterprise, Mm -hmm. I think that consciousness is beginning to grow now. There are certain things that you cannot do today that you could do 25 years ago. You can't be racist, you can't put down women, you can't pollute the environment. You know, it just, it's no longer permissible. So on a little longer timeline, it, you people are beginning to see, you know, business is not solid. It, it, it shifts because it sees that there's a benefit to itself and the wider world by, by, as you said, growing in, in uh, consciousness.
4: Okay, fantastic. Again, Guys Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manning, our special guest has been Martin Rutt, Project, or Project Heaven on Earth, the three simple questions that will help you change the world easily. Martin, it's been wonderful speaking with you. Could you please tell our audience, our listeners, where they can find out more about you and Project Heaven on Earth?
6: Yep, the book is available, Project Heaven on Earth, on Amazon worldwide. And more information at Project Heaven on Earth, all one word, ProjectHeavenOnEarth.com.
4: Fantastic. Listen, you've been a great guest. And uh, just FYI, I wasn't kidding about the Maserati. (laughs) Great speaking with you. All the best. We'll be in touch. And uh, thanks so much for being on the show.
5: Robert Manny's The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a fast-paced tale of flawed men and savvy women competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city where they play for keeps. It's the men's successor to Sex in the City. The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love is a sexy romp through the fast-moving, high-stakes world of Madison Avenue. Available now on Amazon and wherever books are sold.
4: That was a fantastic discussion we had with Martin Root and his heaven on earth project. So it's amazing. It really, what I got out of it, I think the lesson is what we learned is it's all about, you know, taking that first step one person at a time, ask yourself, what is heaven on earth for you? Ask somebody else, those three questions Martin mentioned. And that's, that's the start of this network that he's created and he's building worldwide. It's really amazing what he's doing. Um, in my opening comments, I mentioned, uh, you know, this whole thing about moving and moving to Southern California. You know, one of the other good things about moving is once you make that decision and you start, you know, purging stuff and getting rid of, rid of stuff, it's really a cleansing action. I noticed just from going through so much stuff and giving so much stuff away and throwing so much stuff out, it's like, wow, this actually, after the hard work involved, it feels really good. I feel lighter, feel more clear. It's good to declutter and it's good to give things to people who are appreciative of them and can put them to good use. If they're just hanging in your closet or sitting in your garage or whatever, whether it's furniture or clothing or, or plates or dishes or glasses, or just plants and, and paintings, anything that you can uh, share uh, is, is a good thing. Charity, friends, people who like, I gave stuff to people who work in my building here in New York in my condo and you know what, a lot of times they don't get appreciated. They do all the recycling, they put everything in these big bags, they drag it out in the street, they do, you know, it's hard work and they don't get paid that much, I'm sure, but they're great guys. And uh, they were super appreciative when I offered them uh, things uh, that, that, that they might want things that are lightly used. And uh, so it's a really good feeling. So, you know, purging your stuff when you move, purging your stuff of a lot of different things is, is very healthy. The other thing I mentioned real quickly was uh, my son's sixth birthday and such a hoot where we had a birthday party on Saturday and we had all the kids over and then they all got a gift bag and we had a magician and we had a, somebody blew up balloons and stuff and they they got a cake. So then we have at school. So I had to bring a cake to school. Uh, My wife was doing one thing. I had the, the tag team was my turn to, to go to the school. So I brought this cake along and uh, a lot of the same kids and other kids and everybody got their piece of cake and all. Then I got, Hey, Mr. Manny, where's our gift bag? I'm like, have another piece of cake, son. (laughs) You got your gift bag on Saturday. These kids today, I mean, they really know how to do the parties (laughs) and the parents do it upright. When I was a kid, you know, we had parties and stuff, but I don't remember my mom doing gift bags and stuff, but, uh, who knows? Anyhow, it's Guys Guys Radio. Um, we are gonna be back next week, same time, same place, KCAA, 8 p.m. Pacific time, 106.5, 102.3, 1050 a.m. We're on TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. We're nationwide on iHeartRadio now. It all started with my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guy to Love. You can pick up that book. It's called The Male Sex in the City. It's on Amazon or any place else where they sell books. My blog where there's like 350 blogs about life love and the pursuit of happiness at robertmanny.com and you can catch me on facebook twitter instagram and all over social media so hit me up it's been a great show great time spending with you today i hope you listen in next week support us go to itunes rate subscribe review buy the book. It all helps. And thanks. We're going to do more and more shows. Our rankings are doing very well. And I'm so pleased to be here. I can't wait to get out to Southern California to live. And until then, like I always like to say,
2: KCAA Loma Linda.